This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 520. Hello and welcome to the show. It's great to have your company with us once again. Thank you for listening. This is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, we love streaming services, but research has revealed many are freeloading on someone else's account. We'll talk about the chair that can help you work in comfort, and DJI has released its new action camera on the same day as the new GoPro. In the Tech Guide Reviews, we're going to give you our verdict on the iPhone 14 and the iPhone 14 Pro. Uniden has released a new high-tech baby monitor and Samsung's portable storage solutions that can handle anything and still keep your data safe. And we'll answer all of your tech questions, of course, in the Tech Guide Help Desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Now, we love, and I mean love, our streaming services, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Stan, Paramount+, Plus, you name it, we've got it, Amazon Prime Video, and they have uh, really caught on, especially during the pandemic, really established as something we love to do. But you know what? There's a lot of freeloaders out there. Some new research from Finder has revealed that there are many Australians who have admitted to using a family member or friend's password to access streaming services. So we're mooching. We're mooching our streaming services. Finder did a survey of 1,062 people, and of that they found 40% admitted to sliding into someone else's account to view their streaming services. Now, if you do 40% of the Australian population, that's 8 million Aussies that are doing that. And not surprising, Netflix is the most mooched service. That's 30%. Uh, that's the most popular account to slide into for these customers, followed by Disney Plus at 16%, Stan at 13%, and Amazon Prime Video at 10%. The others have single-digit mooches, but Netflix there, obviously, want to watch Stranger Things and The Crown and all these great shows. Uh, You look at Disney+, Plus; they've got all the Star Wars content, so Obi-Wan Kenobi, Andor's coming up, all all kinds of content there. Stan, maybe some Better better Call Saul fans, and they've got a range of great programs also. Amazon Prime Video has had some great stuff recently. Reacher, I found, was a great show on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, Samaritan, the new movie with Sylvester Stallone, that was that was pretty good. Uh, among others, and of course, the, the Rings of Power, I think the new Lord of the Rings prequel. So there's many, many excuses why someone would be would be sliding in and, and taking advantage of someone else's account. Uh, I'm not sure whether you might be the person who's got that that added account. Because how it works, as you all know, you get five or six logins. So each one has their name. So it'd be in my family, um, I've got me, my wife, and our kids. And if you have a spare, then good luck to you. you if you're getting it, you, you're, you're signed into the account, and, but accessing it off-site. So you're not necessarily on in the, at the same home. And that that's that's not uncommon as well. That's very that 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 is very common, I should say. That a lot of people are doing that. And there was talk some months ago of Netflix, uh, in particular, cracking down on this practice where there were people using the account but outside of that one single location. Now this this was a I think the problem they were talking about in in South America. It's it's rampant. The number of people who are they have got like 20, 30 people on the same logins and stuff like that. So I think they were talking about trying to rein in just rampant uh, misuse of the accounts there. But I think in Australia, we've, this research shows that 
there are a lot of people who are using someone else's account. So someone else is footing the bill and they are they are uh, enjoying all these different streaming services for for themselves. And as we said, Netflix is the most popular. You've got uh, Binge as well up there, Stan, Amazon Prime Video, uh, Paramount Plus. There's so many. Uh, KO Sports would be another as well. We love our sport. Stan as well is showing uh, rugby and other sport as well. Uh, so we don't want to miss out. And if you can if you can get in on it for free, that's a pretty good deal. Because you think about it, uh, the the normal accounts are around about twenty bucks, twenty five bucks if you're on Netflix and you want the four K and the five different accounts. So, uh, and uh, on average, I understand it's about we, we Australians spend about thirty nine dollars a month on streaming services. So it's um, uh, if if that's not so the sort of money you can afford and you can you can get in on someone else's account, great 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 luck. Yeah, good luck to you there. I, I know there's a lot of people. I know like parents and grandparents. I think they're, 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 a lot of them are on sort of the, the fifth account, you know, the fifth login. They're, they're logged in at their place and they don't, they, they, it's been set up by, by maybe their, their son or daughter or someone else and they're uh, allowed to jump in on that last account. They've got to be told, okay, this is your account over here. Press the one on the right-hand side. Uh, but it's happening. And Finder's research is, uh, is all about it and you can read more about that at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. And we talk a lot about tech on this show, of course. It's called Tech Guide. But we don't talk too often about being comfortable using your tech, especially laptops and PCs and various other things. The, the, the right chair can be just as important as the right device. And we were lucky enough to get hold of the Ergo Tune. V3 Supreme Chair. Now, this is a chair that is available across Australia. It's available online. There's a link to the store on my story. And this is a chair made from strong Duraweave hybrid mesh. So the actual surfaces of the chair are mesh, so it's breathable. So it's not like leather and or, or, or material that's not breathable. It, it actually, the air can pass through and so it, it does it does offer a little bit more comfort and it's uh, it's a little bit better in hot weather and all, all kinds of conditions. Now this ergo tune chair, I've got to say, has so many points of articulation here. So adjustment points I'm talking about the headrest, backrest, lumbar support, the seat depth. it's it's like you can calibrate it to your body and also change it, when you change, when you're doing different things, like, for example, I've got it set so that I'm sitting comfortably with my neck supported when I'm typing on the, my laptop or on my, my Mac. I've also got it so that I can actually sink into it and recline if I want to watch television. So it's still supporting my lower back and my neck in this position as well. So it, it does, it's a multi-purpose chair, this one, where you can easily adjust it from when you are typing or using the mouse, or maybe sitting back and thinking and trying to focus. So there are many ways you can adjust the chair. It has a really sturdy build, really easy to put together as well. That's what really surprised me. comes in a decent-sized box, but all of the parts and all the screws and everything in there was really easy to locate. So there were clearly labeled parts. Instructions were really easy to follow. The workmanship and quality is it was is easily noticeable because all the parts fit together perfectly so there was no there was no struggle putting this together it took about 20 minutes so it didn't didn't take long at all the instructions are that good uh, the the chair has also uh, the build of the chair is guaranteed for 12 years there's a 12 year warranty on this chair uh, as i said 20 minutes to build it but it was something that I need I need this chair. I need to be supported. I need to have my neck supported. I need lower back support. I need uh, all of those things, neck support. I need it all. And I was able to adjust this to my body. So that's what I like about it, how it's not a one size fits all. It's a many, 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 many sizes fits many, many people. So you can adjust it, the, the height of the headrest, the 
the the the the distance it comes into the back from the back of the chair. Uh, it's adjustable in three different ways, so that that supports your neck. Uh, there's also the enha- the Atlas enhanced uh, lumbar support, so that the the little spot at the back here, which support. I'm sitting on it right now, actually. This chair, it it, it uh, a couple of knobs at the back allow you to adjust the lumbar to fit perfectly into your lower back. There's of course the seat height. And the depth adjustment also. Uh, the 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 chair is there are three different types of chairs depending on your height as well. So if you you can uh, it can it can look after a height range between if you're 140 centimeters tall up to 210 centimeters tall. So if you're really tall, there is a a, a size to suit you. Uh, and what changes there is actually the the physical size of the chair, but also the gas lift as well. That also changes depending on your height. Also, it's set on a sturdy uh, five five-legged uh, wheels on the bottom. The base has five five different arms with the wheels on the bottom, and uh, the armrest is also interesting. That can also be uh, easily adjusted as well. But in if, in my case, I I tend to without this chair. What my tendency is when, especially when I'm writing, I write mostly on my laptop. And I edit and write and produce this podcast on my desktop computer. So I'm, I'm actually sitting on my the Ergotune chair, the Ergotune v, V3 Supreme right now uh, as I'm producing and, and, and recording this podcast. But I'm sitting at my desk at my in front of my desktop computer. So I'm a little more upright when I when I'm using the desktop. But with my laptop. I tend to slump a little bit, so my my the top of my shoulders are sort of leaning forward towards the laptop. Now this I'm able to adjust so that I can sit up straight with the lumbar support, the neck support, and still have my eyes tilted down at the laptop. That maintains my straight back, but also maintains my neck. I've had issues over the years where my neck can get into a state where. I need to get a chiropractic adjustment because of me leaning down the top of my back. The same vertebrae, the top of my back, always always needs adjustment as well. And I, and I know that I need an adjustment because I get headaches. If I'm if my neck is not supported properly, if I'm sort of look looking down or looking too far up, uh, my neck can get uh, out of alignment, and I, I need a, an adjustment. And I know that it, that when that happens, because I, I normally get headaches. So I sometimes even wake up with that headache as well. So that's not pleasant, but it's great to know that the chair can help me avoid that. It keeps me in a, in a comfortable position. It's not going to put my body under any kind of strain. Uh, it takes the tension out of my shoulders, which can creep in, especially if you're sitting down for a long time. Um, the height and tilt of the chair can also be adjusted so that you can fit so like the height of the chair. If you want to put your chair under your desk, then you can adjust the height. If you like to sit higher on the on the chair, you can also do that as well. Um, the, there are like literally thousands of combinations of adjustments between the headrest, the backrest, the lumbar support, height, tilt, and the recline as well. Uh, the, the armrests are interesting too. I, I like the fact that uh, the armrest has so many points of articulation. You can move it. We can make them wider, narrower, and depending on what you're doing. Like if I'm, say, for example, I'm typing, I tend to have my arms, my elbows by my side, so I can actually move the the armrests closer to my body and rest my elbows and my forearms on the armrest and still be able to type comfortably. If I'm all, if I'm using the mouse a lot. I can move the armrest a little bit wider to give me that wider range of motion with my mouse hand, my right hand as well. So really, really, you can nail the exact position you need, the headrest and the armrest and everything so that it can support you no matter what you're doing. So if, you, if you're someone who is sitting down a lot like me, riding, mousing, uh, you know, designing, whatever you happen to be doing if you're sitting at a desk, then the Ergotune V3 Supreme could be a great investment. I've never seen a chair with more adjustment opportunities and capabilities than I've seen with this chair. Now, as I said, it is an investment. The V the V3 Supreme from Ergotune is seven hundred and forty nine bucks. But I think if it's something that's going to keep you healthy uh, and comfortable while using your technology. 
then I think it's worth every cent because in my case, without this, I was going to the chiropractor every couple of weeks uh, and that, that costs money as well. Uh, I do I do like to get checked out and, and get adjusted on a regular basis, but if, if I'm doing that once every six weeks instead of three times a month, that's going to save me money. It's also going to save my body as well. Well worth the investment, as I said. If you want to check out the Ergotune V3 Supreme, you know where to find it at techguide.com.au. Now, I don't know if you're if you're an action camera fan, then it would have been like Christmas Day last week because DJI released its Osmo Action 3 camera on the very same day that the GoPro 11 Hero 11 Black was announced. So how's that for competition? It's the 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 DJI Osmo Action Cam, Action 3 Cam, so it's version 3, is a bit of a departure from like the initial model had the front screen, the, it looked a lot like the GoPro, let's face it. They went away from that for version 2. It was more a modular thing for version 2. So it was a squarer, modular system so the battery would attach to the camera and so on. Uh, but they've they've gone back now to the traditional design with the action camera. So the Action 3 now has that front screen. It's got a front 1.4-inch touchscreen and a rear 2.25-inch screen as well. So easy to frame your videos, frame yourself, and then access the settings and shooting modes as well. Uh, now the Hero 11 Black uh, similarly has the front screen as well. There's three models of the GoPro, by the way, the Hero 11 Black, Hero 11 Black Creator Edition, which is basically the camera with all the mods on it and a, and a tripod. And there's the Hero 11 Black Mini. So it's the, it's the GoPro camera, but without any screen. So take off the front screen, take off the back screen, and it's just the, the camera. Same quality as the 11 Hero 11 Black with the screens. So just a more compact form factor. And this... This is looks a lot like the action camera. The action camera has got a more a circular lens, whereas the GoPro has a square lens. It's a housing is square, but again, the GoPro uh, has this is version eleven, by the way, and and GoPro celebrating its twentieth year, twentieth birthday. Can you believe it's been twenty years since a bunch of guys decided to come up with a camera so they can film themselves surfing? That's what the idea for GoPro was back then in two thousand and two. And look where they are today. We're 11 versions later, and the improvements still come. The improvements are there. Uh, 5.3K video at up to 60 frames a second, 28 megapixel stills, better color performance as well, so a better a better color profile. And there's the new HyperSmooth 5.0 technology as well. They've got night effect time lapse. Time Warp 3.0 now can work in 5.3K as well. Better battery too. The battery life is uh, improved, they reckon, by 38% uh, on the Hero 11 Black. And the GoPro Quick App, if you're, if you're a subscriber, and it makes sense to get a GoPro subscription because everything's cheaper, the, the, the money you save is actually more than what it costs to get a subscription. So guess what? Get a subscription. You'll get this camera cheaper. When you connect, if you are a subscriber, you can save all your content to the cloud. And as soon as you've uploaded the latest bunch of footage, it actually creates a highlight reel for you as well. So that way you can easily share it on social media. The DJI Osmo Action 3 uh, has a similar feature to the the feature I love on the Hero 11 Black is the 8 by 9 aspect ratio. So it's basically shooting a square. And from that, you can frame in a widescreen. So you want to put something on YouTube or just on social media, or you, you could decide to scale to frame it vertically so you can get like a, a reel or TikTok video from the same. So the quality is there. Just how you want to frame it and and crop it is the difference. With the Osmo Action Three, there are two modes, so you can actually you can have it on its side to shoot to shoot that portrait for TikTok, or have it wide to shoot for YouTube. However you want. Um, there's also too 
a new magnetic uh, mounting system as well. So it allows you to easily uh, take the mount on and off the, uh, it still has that sort of GoPro-like mounting system, but it attaches magnetically and, it, and it's very secure. That magnet is also secure. So it's a quick release uh, mount, uh, easily mount it with or without the case and easily uh, uh, tilt it upright if or, or 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 horizontally if you want to shoot in portrait or landscape respectively uh, the DJI action cam also has a new extreme battery it goes for up to 160 minutes and get this the battery charges quick as well so if you've got the multi-function battery case you can pay a little a bit extra for that you can get the battery back up to 80 percent capacity in just 18 minutes uh, or back to 100% in just 50 minutes. So if you're shooting a lot, you can have a, a two batteries there. By the time one battery is exhausted, the other one's already recharged. So a pretty good deal right there. The uh, the DJI Osmo Action 3 camera is $519, includes one battery uh, and a horizontal and vertical protective frame. And there's a, there's a combo as well. The Adventure Combo 719 includes a second extreme battery, the battery case to charge it, and a 1.5-meter extension rod as well, so you can hold it. The, uh, the GoPro Hero 11 Black cameras, they start the, – the Hero 11 Black is $649.95. Uh, that's for GoPro subscribers. Can you believe it's $799.95 without a subscription? Get a subscription. You're mad if you don't. The Hero 11 Black Creator Edition is $929.95. Uh, that's for subscribers and $1,100 for non-subscribers. The Hero 11 uh, Black Mini, that's $499.95, but that's not out till October 25. The Hero 11 Black and the 11 Black Creator Edition available now. Hero 11 Black Mini will be available on October 25. If you want to take a look at those action cameras, the DJI Osmo Action 3 and the GoPro Hero 11 Black, you can check them all out, techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated, Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the first and only Wi-Fi 6 quad-band whole home mesh system opening an exclusive all-new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine-tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi-Fi speeds and smoother streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Wi-Fi 6E, the fastest Wi-Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash best Wi-Fi. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. All right, then. Let's get fair income here. The review we're kicking off is, of course, the big one. It's our verdict on the iPhone 14 and the iPhone 14 Pro. Now, these are already on sale. They went on sale last Friday, so that was the 16th of September. Uh, I was over in the US for the for the launch, and I've had them for the past week. And I can tell you now, both uh, really the, the iPhone 14 and iPhone 14 Pro might not look a lot different to last year's phones. In fact, they're nearly identical. I'll tell you the differences. But there are some key improvements for each one. And I think for the first time, there's a bigger gap between the 14 and the 14 Pro. Last year, the 13, 13 Pro, they had not too many, apart from the design and a couple other the, the, the extra lens in the camera, wasn't much to separate them. This year, there are a lot of new features that separate the Pro from the 14. The Pro, of course, is more expensive, so uh, keep that in mind. But let's talk design, first of all. The 14, 14 Pro, almost identical to the previous models. Same flat edge design, ceramic shield displays, both water and dust resistant. iPhone 14 is made from durable aerospace aluminium, while the 14 Pro has a more premium and glossier look. It's made out of surgical grade stainless steel. One thing, as with all Apple iPhones and Apple products in general, of course, the build quality 
second to none. Once you get it in your hand, you think, wow, it feels good. It, it, you can tell it's a quality product, something that Apple, that, that's what they're famous for, that build quality. Uh, the 14 and the 14 Pro both have 6.1 Super Retina XDR displays, while the 14 Plus and the 14 Pro Max, they've got 6.7-inch displays. Now, I do like the fact that they're offering a 6.7-inch iPhone 14. So if you wanted a larger screen iPhone last year and the year before, you had to spring for the iPhone 12 or 13 Pro Max, which is the most expensive in the lineup. Now you have an entry-level option. So you're not spending, if you can't afford the Pro Max, you can still have that big screen iPhone, but it's just the 14, not the 14 Pro. That is really smart. 14, It's called the 14 Plus, that larger model, but that's not available till October. So keep an eye out for that one. Now, the changes are very subtle. I, I compared the 13 to the 14. Uh, let's talk uh, the, the just the iPhone 14 and the 13, two-camera system. The difference, the only difference I could see was that the, the camera bump was larger, so wider, and the lenses were taller. Uh, I tried to fit a 13 cover on the 14, and it kind of fit, but it couldn't quite get around the camera bump. So it didn't really sit flush. It couldn't. I couldn't clip it into place. Now, when you talk about the fourteen, uh, the the thirteen Pro and the fourteen Pro, uh, same story. The 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 camera system, the bump at the back is w- not only wider but also taller, and the lenses are taller as well. So again, more emphasis on the camera system. Everything else, I couldn't notice any other difference but that was the only physical difference I could detect. Uh, Let's talk processor. Now, the 14 has the A15 Bionic chip. That's the same as last year's iPhone 13, but it's got an additional uh, GPU core. I think it had four, now it's got five. Might not sound like much, but that additional core still makes it one of the fastest smartphone chips on the market. Also, though, gives you impressive performance from gaming to scrolling to whatever you're doing, power efficiency. That's the thankfully, that's thanks to that processor. The 14 Pro, and again, and one of the many differences, has a six A16 Bionic chip, uh, and it's built on a four nanometer process. So that means faster performance, more memory bandwidth. Uh, it's got, it still has great power efficiency too. That's why the battery lasts so long. Uh, so it is responsible for that all over experience. Now, one of the uh, things that, of course, that attracts iPhone users is the camera. Camera systems have both improved. The 14 and the 14 Pro have improved cameras on the front and the back. The 14 has a new 12 megapixel main camera, 12 megapixel ultra wide camera. Larger sensor, larger pixels means better images and better videos. And the iPhone 14 and 14 Pro also have improved front true depth cameras. Now they've got autofocus. And what that means is you can achieve sharp focus at all distances. So imagine taking a group selfie with the front camera and there's people at the back, at the front, on the side. Everyone's going to be in focus, so it's a much better photo. Uh, that, that that's the the autofocus comes in handy right there. Now the big leap with the camera with the iPhone 14 Pro, of course, and again another major difference: 48 megapixel camera now with a quad pixel sensor. That's 65 percent larger than the one that was on the iPhone 13 Pro. So what does that mean? It increases not only image quality, but also works with amazing. It works still produces great results in low light conditions, um, and. The image quality is also significantly improved. So having the quad pixel sensor is a, a, a remarkable jump in terms of the quality. Now, you can shoot RAW with the 14 Pro. So it's got a professional camera system here. Uh, they call it Pro RAW. And the size of the file shooting through the 48 megapixel camera is, a, is more than 80 megabytes. That's for the photo. So... RAW is a massive file to give you lots of editing options. And to think you can produce that on on an iPhone is remarkable. Now, on the video side, Apple has now upped the cinematic mode to 4K. 
Remember last year, the cinematic mode was full HD and you can switch focus from one person to another and vice versa. Well, that's now gone to 4K, even better, on the 14 and the 14 Pro. And another new addition on the video side is action mode. Now, action mode, and this works great if you're, say, running by your dog or whatever, you're, you're trying to track something, uh, the action mode takes the takes the the jiggle out of your video. Now, how it does this, it actually overscans the video. So basically what the action mode does, because of the overscan, it can crop in and still maintain the stability and also it has a it does also keep a lock on the horizon so it's it's a couple of things working in unison there so really really great way for you to to stabilize your videos and it's also now it supports up to 2.8k and up to 60 frames a second and uh, uses that overscan and imply, it, it it uses what they call roll correction so it's sort of sitting inside there. The overscan means it's cropped in slightly and that, that that steadies things down and the roll correction does the rest. And so it's like you're filmed with a gimbal. So imagine just freehand uh, gives you the same effect as if you, you're using a gimbal, which is very, very impressive. Uh, the other feature, again, two exclusive features for the for uh, the Pro, two more, Dynamic Island. Now, I love the name. And what this is, is basically the notch is no more on the 14 Pro. It is now being replaced with the Dynamic Island. Now, I call this, it's like an optical illusion because there's a pill-shaped cutout for the front camera and the sensors that is always there. It never, ever changes. But what what they what Apple has done, they've made the, the notifications use that space at the top around that pill area and it gives the appearance of constantly changing so it gets wider and deeper and and bigger so it seems like it's 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 dynamic that's the name for it but if you keep an eye on that central part where the scan where the camera and the sensors are that never changes yet the the movement around it makes it look like it's a it's an animated section of the screen really smart uh, this is a space that other manufacturers have just left alone. It's just dead space. And I, uh, my tip here is that other phone makers are going to copy this. Uh, you keep an eye on that. Uh, the iPhone 14 Pro, another feature that for the Pro is always on display. And before all you Android users start screaming at your phone or however you're listening to this podcast, I know it has been a feature of Android for many years, but iPhone users have never seen it before. If you've always used an iPhone, always on display is brand new. So what that means is when the screen locks or goes to sleep, you can still see the time, you can still see your widgets, and it's hardly using any power because what it does, it drops down the refresh rate to one hertz, which is it's like the smell of an oily rag. It doesn't use hardly any power at all. Uh, but again, has been around for Android users, first time on an iPhone couple other features is, and these are both on the 14 and the 14 Pro, one is crash detection. I think we spoke about that uh, last week uh, on the uh, after the announcement. Crash detection, as its name suggests, can detect like if you've been in a crash. So it listens out for not only changes in velocity and speed and sudden movement, but also for sounds as well. So there's all these sensors and accelerometers that can – respond to, to this to say it looks like you've been in a crash and it will contact emergency service SOS for you. So uh, emergency call in case you've been in an accident. And you do get the option of saying you're okay if you're uh, if, if, if you're not injured. You can just slide it over to uh, or not slide it over to make the call. Now, similar feature safety-wise is the – uh, ability to send an emergency SOS via satellite. Now, this, again, is another impressive feature for those users who are out in the middle of nowhere and are off the grid, off the cellular network, but need to get away a message because they might they might need help, they might be trapped, something's happened. Now, the iPhone can help you here. It'll even tell you where to point the phone. So you need to point it up at a satellite. Now, currently, this is a feature only available in the US and Canada. 
So it is not available in Australia. But I understand if you took your Australian iPhone 14 to the US and were in the middle of nowhere, it will work. It's about the satellite, not about the device. So it's about where you are, not that it's not a special localized device. All iPhone 14s and 14 Pros will work if you're in a country that supports messaging SOS. And I understand also Australia is likely to be the one of the countries that follows once the new areas are established. And uh, that could be within the next few months, could be early next year, but it's definitely coming. If there's a country where you need that, it's Australia. There's a lot of remote places in Australia where this would be an ideal feature to have in the event of an accident or some kind of trouble that you're in. So definitely uh, definitely coming to Australia. We just don't know when. Now, the uh, battery, I think we should make mention of that. One thing that really adds to the efficiency of the battery is the A16 Bionic and the A15 Bionic too. Apple says the iPhone 14 Plus has probably the best battery life because it's got a a bigger battery, it's running uh, a bigger screen, but can can still give you the best battery result. So the most time used, uh, and the, the 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 what I love about the the processor is the the efficiency of of the of the device that it creates. That then translates to power efficiency, which means less strain on the battery, which means more battery life. Now, in my review of the 14 and 14 Pro, the battery has got us through to the end of the day, and it's only just on to, on like 48%. So it's it's like a day and a half. If you did, if I didn't charge this, uh, it it'd be well into the next day where I needed to look for the charger. So really, really great result there. Uh, is it worth the upgrade? I think. Look, if you're an iPhone 13 user, or maybe even a 12. Then, and if you're happy with these devices, then you, I think you're good. You don't really need the upgrade. If you're really into your photography and want to explore that, really want to shoot some uh, better video in 4K in cinematic mode, then, of course, upgrade to the to the 14 Pro and the 14 Pro Max. But if you're a 13 user, I'd wait till a 15. Uh, in terms of pricing, they're only $50 more than the prices that we saw in for, for last year. The uh, the fourteen the fourteen Pro is priced from seventeen forty nine. Uh, the Pro Max is priced at eighteen ninety nine. The iPhone fourteen is priced from thirteen ninety nine. Uh, so yeah, and that, those prices are apparently fifty dollars more than what was offered for the iPhone thirteen in the similar models as well. That's it. The iPhone fourteen and the iPhone fourteen Pro. If you want to check out our full review, check it out. Techguide.com.au. Uniden have released a new baby monitor. Now, it's been a while since my kids were babies. My youngest, she's now 22, so uh, don't should not be needing a baby monitor. But hey, some of you guys, if you've got a newborn or you're expecting, then the Uniden BW6181R baby monitor is well worth checking out. Now, it allows parents to easily monitor their newborns from anywhere. So this has got a 2K camera, so you can view the live feed on the included 5-inch HD monitors. You might have that in the lounge room, in the bedroom, so you can easily see your baby. Uh, or if you've got the Baby Watch Plus app, so maybe you're out, you're out of town or you're, uh, you're out somewhere, you can view the live feed through the a smartphone or tablet using that Baby Watch Plus app. Uh, whether you're at home or traveling, it would, will work. Uh, the 2K camera offers a really clear view. You get up to 4X digital zoom locally, 5X remote digital zoom, so it makes easier makes it easier to keep an eye on the baby. You might want to zoom in and check it out. Uh, but the camera, you can also par- a pan and tilt the camera using the display screen or through the app itself. You can pan through 355 degrees or tilt up to 66 degrees. Uh, and you're able to change the viewing angle and see every corner of the cot, every corner of the room. And, of course, a lot of the time you, the baby's in the dark and it does have night vision so you can easily see your bub, your little boy or your little girl or your twins or however many babies you got in the cot as well. 
Now, it's really easy to set up. You can easily move it room to room, so it's uh, no chore to put it down. It does come with these cute little uh, silicon little ears, so it makes it look a little – fits into the nursery decor a little better. Uh, there's also a night light on board as well, so the bottom, the base of the of the camera lights up in like a rainbow effect, and that's bright enough for you to like. It's bright enough for you if you need to change your nappy or give give the baby a little feed during the night without the need to turn the light on in the room. Uh, there is also music on board, fourteen lullabies and white noise, so you can if uh, you got an unsettled baby, you can help calm him or her down uh, remotely. You can do that. And there's also two-way talk capability so your child can also hear your voice if you want to soothe uh, the little bub might be crying. You might say, okay, it's okay. Mummy's here. Daddy's here. You can do that through the Uniden baby monitor. It also uh, has motion and sound detection. So you're not you're not having to look at the screen all the time. If there's crying or movement, you will get a notification. So your, your baby uh, makes some noise, maybe wakes up unsettled. It might uh, start crying. You'll hear that as well. The baby monitor, though, can also keep an eye on the room temperature and also room humidity. Very important uh, to have the right conditions Maybe if your baby's unsettled, you might find that the room is a bit hot. You might need to open a little window or something. So uh, really important to keep Bub as comfortable as possible. Now, here's another feature too called Danger Zone Detection Mode. So you can actually set areas of the room that you want to be off limits. So say, I don't know whether there's maybe the edge of the cot or somewhere, edge of the bed or something, you can get a notification if if your child goes towards that area. So uh, it will, you'll get an alert if there's any activity in those off-limit areas. Uh, and it's also, too, compatible with Google Assistant and Alexa, so it can be actually integrated into your smart home setup. How much would you expect to pay for the Uniden BW6181R Baby Monitor? It's $399.95, and that includes the 2K Super High Definition Camera, the 5-inch color screen, 720p screen, pan and tilt camera, uh, got the customizable nightlight, everything there, all the bells and whistles, the novelty silicon cover, uh, supports up to 128 gig micro SD card that's not included, uh, and it's also got a two-year Australian warranty, got the two-way talk uh, walkie-talkie function, as well as night vision, sound detection, motion detection, 14 lullabies, you name it, this is a pretty high-tech way of keeping your eyes and ears on the bub, the Uniden baby monitor. It's the BW6181R. If you want to read more about it, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Now, portable storage is something that Samsung's been into for quite a while. I'm a big fan of their SSD uh, little pocket drives. They're about the size of a credit card. Well, they've released a new version of that, the Samsung Portable SSD T7 Shield. Now, this is a rugged SSD drive. It's got this high-tech rubber construction, so it can handle any drops, any conditions. Small enough still to fit in your pocket. It's only 8.8 centimeters long, 5.9 centimeters wide, 1.3 centimeters thick. It's about the shape and size of a credit card, maybe slightly larger. It also has an IP65 rating, so it's water and dust resistant. It's a USB 3.2 Gen 2 connection. Read-write speeds up to 1,050 megabytes per second, so uh, or 1,000 megabytes, 1,050 read speed, 1,000 megabytes per second write speed. So it uh, also has thermal guard control too, so it's not going to overheat. can connect to Macs, PCs, Android devices, and gaming consoles. also has a software management uh, on there as well, management software, so you can check the drive's health, even set passwords to protect your data as well. The other portable solution is the Samsung USB-C flash drive. Remember them? Flash drives. But this time out, it's got a USB-C port and with capacities up to 256 gigabytes. The T7 Shield, by the way, is 459 for two terabyte model, 239 for a one terabyte model. The USB-C flash drives, 80 bucks gets you 64 gig. Uh, $40 gets you 128 gig. No, sorry, 80, $80 gets you 256 gig. 40 bucks gets you 128 gig. 
uh, and uh, you hold up to 256 gig of data, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's also it's supported by NAND flash, so you get really reliable performance. Read speeds up to 400 megabytes a second. So that means you can transfer a 4 gig 4K video in just 11 seconds. That's pretty good. It's got a sleek little metal body too. It's got a reversible plug orientation, so it can be plugged in upside down, the right way around, depending on where you're plugging it, whether it's in your phone, your tablet, or your laptop. It can connect and can give you all your to view your data, transfer your data, and the drive's body is get wait for it waterproof, dustproof, magnetproof, shockproof, X-ray proof, and temperature proof. So you can take this thing anywhere and put it through anything, and your data is going to be safe. The t- the thermal, the T7 as well. That is also the T7 Shield, I should say. That is also going to be pretty rugged. So uh, if you're out in the field, you might be a photographer, a videographer, content creator. You want to safely carry your data around and share it just as quickly and easily than the Samsung Portable SSD T7 Shield or the Samsung USB-C flash drive are just the right devices for you. Check it out, techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now, the dark web is an underground part of the web that isn't searchable from regular search engines. This is where cyber criminals buy and sell illicit items and stolen personal information like bank account details, home addresses, credit card information and more. Norton 360 Premium includes dark web monitoring, which searches the dark web markets for your personal details, and if they're discovered, they will notify you. Norton 360 Premium has multiple layers of protection for your devices, online privacy like a secure VPN, and dark web monitoring all in a single solution. It's got real-time threat protection to help protect you and your devices from existing and emerging online threats, it's got parental controls to help manage your kids' online time. It has school time to manage your child's remote learning, a password manager to generate, store, and manage all your many passwords and other credentials more securely. There's safe cam for PC and also SMS security as well. Norton 360 Premium for PCs, Macs, smartphones, or tablets is available online at au.norton.com or an electrical retailer. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk brought to you by our friends at Belkin, belkin belkin.com forward slash au. Now, the iPhone 14's just come out and they've just released, well, they've got a range of chargers because it doesn't come with a charger in the box. They've got the new the new boost charge. They've got the cables you need, even MagSafe cases, you name it. If you've got the new iPhone, well worth checking out belkin.com forward slash au for the accessories to help you protect it and charge it. Now, I'm talking today about e-readers. I'm a fan of e-readers. I love reading. And I love the fact that I can carry thousands of books around me in a tiny little device. Amazon last week released their their, their new Kindle e-reader. They announced it. It goes on sale in October. But it's the lightest and smallest Kindle e-reader ever. Now, if you've never used a Kindle or an e-reader, then it's well worth checking out. This one costs $179, has a 300 PPI high-resolution 6-inch display, so it looks really, it looks like paper that you're reading. It's so sharp and allows you to store all your books. You can adjust the font size if you want to. There's all these options at your fingertips. The device, apart from being the book, is also the store because you can connect via Wi-Fi and download books and buy in an instant. It allows you to be able to search for any book. So say I recommend a book to you and I'll, I say, okay, there's a, a great book you should buy and you can look it up on the Kindle and download it in seconds. Now, we wrote recently too about the new Kobo. The Kobo e-reader uh, also been released recently. It's fully waterproof and is also made of recycled materials. So I think the the e-reader market is growing, and, and some of these e-readers too, you can take to the library and borrow books. I know the Kobo it does have that function where the Kobo Clara 2E we're talking about, that is, allows you to go to some libraries and borrow e-books as well. 
so you don't have to pay for them. If your local library supports it, then why not? If you're into your reading, you think about it, like I'm still a book fan. I love books, right? I love seeing them on my shelf. I love the feel of them. I love the smell of them. I love reading of the printed thing in my hand. But you know what? You're going to run out of room. If you really like a lot of books, then an e-reader not only saves you space and money, they're normally cheaper than the printed version, but also saves trees. They don't have to chop down trees. I remember, funny story, I remember tweeting John Birmingham about buying all of his uh, Axis books, you know, those, those books about alternate history. And I think I tweeted, I bought the three books and I tweeted, it, tweeted him and he replied to me. And he's, I never forget his response. He said, "Boy, you've killed a, you've killed a, a couple of trees there. Couldn't you get it on on, on as an ebook?" <laughs> and it really surprised me. But he's got a point. If you you, love, you want to buy all these books, and it really is not important if you want to display them on a bookshelf. I don't know. Then this could be an alternative. The e-reader, so it can store lots of books. Battery lasts forever. The Kindle's battery and the Kobo last weeks. We're talking up to six weeks of of the battery. So you could go on a holiday and not have to charge this thing at all while you're away. Uh, and and also the Kobo allows you to listen to audiobook through it as well. It's got Bluetooth. So look, the e-reader world, if you haven't stepped into it, it's a, it's there's plenty of devices. The Kobo, which we mentioned, that story's on Tech Guy, the Kobo Clara 2E and the new Kindle, which is the smallest and lightest Kindle they've ever produced. You can pre-order that now and it's coming out in October. But if you're into your reading, well worth checking out an e-reader. That is the end of our show for this week. If you need to find out anything, you can find more. You can read more at techguide.com.au. Thanks for getting to the end of the show. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us too, we'd love to hear from you. So send us an email, info at techguide.com.au. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors as well, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that keep you and your family and your devices safe online. Please support the sponsors that support the Tech Guide podcast. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another show. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 